You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Are you a diehard comic book collector? Or maybe a lapsed fan? Maybe even someone who has never picked up a comic book in their life. Hi, I'm Remso Martinez. And I'm Mark Clare. Every single Wednesday at the Second Print Comics Podcast, Remzo and I take a deep dive into the storylines, character arcs, moments, and events that made us the fans we are today. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else podcasts are available. Check out more from the Second Print Comics Podcast at secondprintcomics.com. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to On the Run, where we are discovering new ideas, places, topics, and conversations. We're exploring the big questions, strange and small, about everyday life, and we're rediscovering fun in the process. I am your host, as always, Remzo W. Martinez. If you've been a listener for a while, you're probably thinking, oh, he has a tagline. He's only a few hundred episodes in, but it's glad that he could finally condense the mission statement. It was better than World's Laziest Travel Show and World's Not Financial Advice Advice Show because, uh, you know, legal problems. But anyway, uh, we are in the midst of the summer, and I can tell you this, uh, Virginia, as, 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 as uh, older, longtime listeners will know, uh, which is my home in my heart, I left it about a month ago. And it is a completely different culture up here in Wisconsin. Yeah, the income tax is 2% higher, but we don't have the stupid vehicles taxes. Uh, we don't have all the other local taxes. We don't have higher sales tax. Property taxes are kind of ant for the Midwest. But, I mean, cost of living here is absolutely insane. And, uh, I mean, the, the idea of a middle-class life is at least alive in the Midwest. It's certainly alive in the South. Just look at Tennessee, Texas, Florida. They seem to be doing all the right things right now. But uh, for those of you that can't escape, whether you're in communist California or the People's Republic of New York, we can all do some things in our own lives to try and optimize our own financial freedom, which is what we're going to be talking a little bit about tonight at, at you know more of a basic level of understanding. Because whether you've been you know investing and budgeting for decades or whether you're somebody that wants to go ahead and try and take that first step, even I myself have to go back to these first principles when I'm trying to make big or even just some small decisions with my money because at the end of the day if you don't have those core you know habits established and you're not strong and disciplined with them as South Park said you're gonna have a bad time but I don't want to go ahead and talk about that with myself I've brought on Megan and Rachel from the Peachy Patriots ladies I love your show I love your Instagram channel it's fabulous flirty classy and full of freedom all at the same time thank you for joining on the run (laughs) Thank you for having us. We're very excited to be here. Thank you. Yes, thank you. We're, we love talking about budgeting, so we're excited. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you, you certainly caught everyone's attention, 
people go ahead and follow them at Peachy Patriots on Instagram. It's funny. Like it's ge- like you, you two genuinely have a good time. And Instagram, I think is like a cesspool of people, but it's like the only fun app I really have everything else. I, I try and automate away, stay away from or contract out to a publicist whose soul is darkened because she has to see the darkened ends of the internet. And, and besides, I, I mean like Megan, you and I have known each other through work and stuff like that. Like we spend so much time on our you know, our company accounts and stuff like that. The last thing we want to do is go on. So when we do, we got to make sure that we're not going to, you know, hate humanity by the end of the scroll. (laughs) But both of you went ahead and you're starting a a little series on your podcast, which is available everywhere. You're listening to the show and others, folks. Um, Hot girl budgeting. (laughs) One, I got I got to give you props for the marketing that got my attention. But, But what I liked about listening to the episode as a dude was that you're covering basic budgeting principles. Now this has been done a million times, but I think what makes it different and I'll link to the episode in the show notes. So you all can go listen to it immediately after this is that you're taking these principles and you're applying it to the current situation we're dealing with now, which is states are starting to open up. People hopefully have a little extra walking around money or they might have a new job or something like that. And for the first time in a while, they want to actually go out and spend, not because they necessarily should be doing it, but because for the last year, we've been wearing sweatpants and ordering Amazon Prime the entire time. So how did this idea come about? And, uh, you know, just what, what, what are your thoughts on this whole process as a whole? As you know, you two went ahead and spoke about your own practices before the plague and now as we're coming out of it. Well, it's funny because before the plague, we were both like in college. So I don't know, Rachel, did you budget in college? Because I like did not. I tracked my spending, but I wouldn't say I necessarily like um, prohibited myself. from Like I didn't set a budget, but I tracked it, I guess. Yeah, like I mean, I would pay attention to it. I would try not to go too crazy. But so I don't I almost feel like in a sense it was almost easier for us because I feel like we both got our jobs kind of like or our first jobs after college during the pandemic. And it was like, oh we have money. Let's like save it and all this stuff. But then we couldn't really go anywhere to spend it. So we're like, Oh wow. Financially, we really have our lives together. We don't spend that much. We don't go out. We're like good, wise adults and everything's open. And, you know, we didn't really get that last semester of senior year. So we're trying to go out and have a good time, but also still be wise and be, you know, good, responsible adults. Yeah. I mean, you two are certainly ahead of where I was after I graduated in 2017. Uh, I was broke, not because I just had no money, but because I was really not good with my spending. What what I did after, uh, after high school was I joined the army. So the army paid for college. So even while I was attending school, I was getting a paycheck. And for the first two years, I was at a military school out in the middle of nowhere, Alabama. So I had this money that I just basically just put in a savings account and I just let it sit there. So then when I come back to civilization in Virginia to finish off undergrad, I have all this cash. I had a, I had an internship where I was actually making a pretty good amount of money, or at least I thought at the time it was before DC minimum wage went up when I was an intern in DC, it was like nine seventy five. So when we saw that they passed it, we were like, oh, you know, it's 1050 now. So for a moment, we're like, you know, we're putting our conservatism aside. We're like, yeah, we got raised. But then, you know, now we're looking at coffees like an extra 25 cents. And we're like, oh, it doesn't really matter. You know, I I, I go off to college and I'm still collecting a paycheck. But at that point, it's like, you know, I wanted the college experience. So I 
I probably burned, and I'll I'll go ahead and admit this. I probably burned ninety percent of the cash I had within a year and a half. It was gone, and I had a I had a considerable savings, and it was one of those situations where I had just completely squandered it because here I have this giant gift. I'm not having to pay for school. My parents are still helping me out with a lot of things. And I, you know, I still had money coming in, but you know, I, I just went ahead and burned it. So then I, I leave college and I don't have a job. And I, I also had a, a pretty bad car accident. So I'm injured for a while. So between trying to find work and dealing with like regular doctor's visits and stuff like that, I remember about a year and a half later, I was sitting down with my mom and she was like, you know, I, I looked into your savings. Where is it all? And I had to tell her it's gone. And she's like, what did you spend it on? And I just like, it's one of those moments where I'm just completely vulnerable. I'm exposed. And I'm like, it's gone. And she's like, I'm not mad at you because you're going to have to deal with this. I'm just disappointed in you. And it was at that moment where I was like, shit, I've got to, I've got to get my act together. And I think for me, primarily, it wasn't just bad habits, but I also have a very loose idea of money. One, I thought I was just super awesome. So when I got a job, finally, I would be making like, you know, a million bucks, which was never the case. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I also had this idea that money was just going to be easy and that money should just, you know, use, be used to accumulate things. Not that I was too materialistic, but because I wanted to keep up with the fads and stuff like that. It wasn't mm-hmm. until a friend of mine who I had grown up with um, died suddenly at the age of 23 from a heart attack. And he was a he, he was in the army. He was a super athlete. It was just a one of those random freak things that happened that's when my understanding of money changed because it was less about trying to accumulate things and it was more about two things. One, trying to become financially independent, financially free, so I could have more options in my life because money doesn't fix everything, but money can fix a whole hell of a lot of things. But secondly, <laughs> it, 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 bought, it bought me back my own time. And that's how I see money now. So now, you know, it used to be painful when I was saving or it used to be painful when it's like, I'm going to stick this in a mutual fund I'm not going to see for like 30 years. Now I I do it. And that's where I get the satisfaction I used to get from buying things. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, you know, I think the pandemic for me, it was one of those situations where I had a lot of ups and downs, but I came out of it wealthier. I came out of it freer. And after, you know, like three, four years to go through like the the like horror film Olympics that was 2020, what it's shown me is that my own habits have actually paid off very well. So, I mean, what what you two did and what you're currently doing, it's going to pay off. That's what we're hoping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we're um, both like very much creatures of habit. Like we really like habits and organizing different um, tasks, I guess, in our day-to-day life. And so I think when you approach um, your financial life through habits, it makes it like more digestible and um, like easy. Cause I feel like otherwise like saving and investing and things like that are such like, almost like. I feel like they're daunting. For you, yeah. Like, they're you kind know. of scary. You know, if you don't know anything, you're just like, Oh, that's like a, an adult thing. I don't know. So I think being able to have habits of like, making a budget or maybe like having like different automatic withdrawals or things like that, um, where you incorporate using, I don't know, like actually like looking at your money and dealing with it on a more 
weekly or whatever consistent basis, I think it makes it less scary. Do do you feel that most people have a good control over their money or do you think that their money is mainly controlling them? That's one thing I was going to touch on why we like sort of organizing all of that, like not to like put ourselves down, but I feel like Rachel and I are both kind of like control freaks in some ways. Yes. So it's like, it kind of gives us an area where we can feel like we're going to control something, even though we're really not. And that's like the aspect of budgeting that we have to be kind of careful of if it's like, okay, well, you know, I do have this unexpected expense that I did not foresee coming, you know, and trying to like adjust and adapt to things like that. But to answer your question, I feel like, I know it definitely depends on the person. I am, I don't know. I feel like, cause I feel like I think that a lot of people budget and have their things together. I think, I think one time, did we do a poll on our like Instagram story yeah. about that? And like the people that, cause it like tells you who votes too. And I feel like some of the people that were saying no, I was like, wait, this person doesn't budget. This person doesn't budget. Yeah. I, I did something. I'm sorry, Rachel, go ahead. Did I cut you off? Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, you, you can keep going. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I did a similar poll about a year ago. I did an episode called Don't Be Afraid of Your Finances with a guy who's like 24 years old and a millionaire. And um, I mean, he, he admits like he, he, he came from money, but his biggest struggle compared to his other friends who came from money is that they lost it and he doubled it. So, I mean, with him, it was about understanding like this is a gift. This is a blessing. I got to be a, a good steward of it. But, you know, like I did a similar poll. I'm like, how many of you feel that you're confident in your finances? Like you feel financially safe. I think that was the term I used. Like, do you feel safe with money? And the people who I see flashing it the most, the people who I thought had cash on hand for emergencies, who were investing, who had multiple streams of income, the people that you thought had their crap together were the first people to answer no. And that shocked me. But what I saw was that the people who answered yes that I did know a little bit about, while they weren't necessarily what we would define as rich, they were people with no debt. They were people who like owns their car, owns their homes. And at the end of the month, they were spending less than they were making and they were saving and investing the rest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to have that peace of mind is better than having, you know, like a large check come in every month and then immediately it's just destroyed. Yeah. So, I mean, with, um, with, with, with living where we lived and Rachel, were, are you in, are you in like the DC area? No, I'm in Alabama now. Okay. You're in God's country. <laughs> well, well I, I can, I, I, <laughs> well, 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 I can certainly say, and, and may I'd like your thoughts on this. What I also have realized is since I've been here in Wisconsin, even though it's only been a month, I feel less of an, less of the peer pressure to go out and spend money than I did living in DC. Uh And it, you know, it's one of those things where I felt like I'd become kind of inoculated to it growing up there, but especially Uh over like the last couple of years when like the economy was going up and everything else, I always felt like if I wasn't going out and spending money with my friends, I was doing something wrong. Yeah. I feel like that culture has definitely remained. And especially now that things are opening up, it's like, Oh, let's all get dinner and let's all get drinks. And there's just been like, like, yeah, my spending has definitely gone up ever since, you know, mask mandates being over and, like, everything at full capacity. But, which, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, though. But right, it's, yeah, it's like, you, know, you just saved the last year almost, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. got a well, little extra, but. Like, today I was, like, the first day in, like, months I've taken, like, you know, an actual day to go out and travel and do something fun. And I felt guilty about stopping by McDonald's to grab a Coke. 
Yeah, it was just like, one of, that's like a dollar. Like you gotta yeah. just do it, you know? Yeah. It was like one of those things where it's like, you know, why, why is, why is the idea of spending now make me feel nervous? And I, I think that's also like the flip side of it. It's like, now mm-hmm. you have people who are like really shut in and they're afraid to go out and do stuff. And I'm not making fun of the people that are still like going to stores, wearing masks. Like I, I don't get into that discussion. Like, do you, if, you, if it yeah. makes you feel safe, I don't care, man. Exactly, it's, it's, your, yeah. it's your deal. But at the same time, it's also like that balance between you want to go out and get back into the world, but mm-hmm. you don't want to get completely c- consumed by, you know, the, the bad habits that you've been trying to avoid because now mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, well I survived it. And it's like, you know, millennials, let's look at, we survived like, you know, nine 11, hurricane Katrina, all the mm-hmm. other stuff. It's like, you know, if COVID can't kill us, nothing will. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like, you know, the, the, the money will run out if you mm-hmm. go ahead and do that. What, what, what are some of the habits that you think have really helped both of you out other than just trying to keep track of your monthly budgets? I feel like, for me, at least like keeping track in like the beginning, I feel like just honestly taking the time to like check it and like just kind of putting the time in and trying not to be too obsessive with it. Cause I think that's one of my problems is I feel like I used to, when I started budgeting, I remember I would just like check my budget throughout the day. Like I hadn't gone out and spent any money, but I just liked looking at it cause it was organized. And so I would just like be looking at it. It's like, I know nothing's changed. Like I haven't gone to the store in like two days, you know, but um, I think being able to like check it periodically and see sort of where you're at. So like the beginning of the month is when I'll sort of set, you know, think about my month ahead. If I have any like maybe trips planned or something where like, I'm going to be spending more than the last month, like adjust those areas or maybe see which areas from the last month, maybe I was a little bit close to like going over for, or like which ones I didn't use as much and just kind of adjust accordingly. Mm. And then throughout the month, you know, because life happens and sometimes you do have sort of unexpected things come up or like a friend comes to town and you end up going out a little more than you anticipated being able to like adjust in that budget for that like item. Like maybe it's like food and dining, like, Oh, I'm spending a little more there, but I'm not spending as much in like clothes or retail shopping or something like that. So just being able to be like flexible and like make sure that the grand total of like what you're spending is not more than what you're making and trying to keep it like, okay, well, I said I was going to spend X amount of money this month and try to stay as close to that number as possible. And obviously make it less than your income, like your, yeah. and your income. Yeah, I would definitely agree on planning. I think planning kind of helps. And again, like you're not going to know everything that's going to happen. But if you know, like, um, that there are certain events coming up, maybe like trying to like, if you like, if you know, oh, it's my... I don't know, like roommate's birthday next weekend. So we're going to go out to dinner and have a whole thing. Maybe this weekend I'll stay in. Um, I think another thing that's helped me a lot is like prioritizing and asking myself like what, before I spend money on something, like asking if I, like if it's really going to, I guess, like hands my quality of life or like what do I prioritize? So for example, like I don't really enjoy spending money on, um, food like going out for food I'm just not like I can cook it at home and to me I usually think it's better or like healthier or whatever so I save a lot of money by just like not really eating out but then I'll like I like getting drinks like that's something I do enjoy um so like I'll spend my money there instead of on food or same with clothes I don't really buy clothes that much just because it's not something that I really like I like the clothes I have um I've also just gotten I think in general that's a whole nother conversation about like 
when you're buying clothes, buying things that will last for a while. So you don't have to like every summer be like, oh, I have to get an entire new like summer wardrobe or something. Like if the things that you feel like, like, I feel like that's a big distinction between like men and women. (laughs) Yes. I will buy like two or three new clothing items a year. Mm-hmm. He's like total. I feel like that's how much I do for the season. Not as much I, anymore. I feel like now that I'm like out of school, it's like, okay, well, I have the same work outfits. And yeah, yeah. that does help. I, I mean, I bought myself like, you know, I, I, I bought myself a, an Under Armour polo. This is funny. It's the polo I wore when I, when I proposed to my fiance, I bought it. It was a, it was a $40 under armor um, well not under armor polo collared polo um that shoot i'm just screwing that all up it's a <laughs> it's a under armor shirt that has a collar we all yeah. get the image right we all yes, we yes, all get yes. we all get the image now i'm hitting my mic what color was um it? it was blue okay because now it compliments my eyes because <laughs> it compliments my eyes and i wore it with a red north face jacket it it, it tied everything together because mm-hmm. i wanted to look nice I also, I, I also i also didn't want her to know i was proposing which was like okay get get dressed in your best outfit we're going out to dinner randomly yeah yeah it was like nice but casual but mm-hmm. uh it was a, it was a 40 dollar collared shirt that i got for like five dollars and it was like, you know, I'm going to wear that thing for a while. That and when I do shop, like I shopped at Kohl's because I get Kohl's cash from everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I freaking love Kohl's. I wish someone had told me about that when I was younger, trying to get fashionable about things. <laughs> you can get a lot, you can get a lot of good trendy clothes at Kohl's. Like, you know, they're, they're not paying me to say that. I just like Kohl's. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's, it's things like that, that I think, you know, w- women obviously pay attention to. And I, I think uh, Ramsey solutions from Dave Ramsey actually did a breakdown of like, you know, single men versus single women spending. And it's like, Women will spend more than men, but on a lot of small items, whereas men will spend more on larger items. So when you look at the cost of everything, it's almost like women just barely edge us out. Now, right now in the United States, women are actually making more of a general income than men are. It's just, it's just how the numbers have played out. But when you look at the actual essentials that people are buying, when it comes to things like you know, women's health products when it comes to women's fashion and stuff like that. You ladies are spending like cocaine money. <laughs> I don't know where it's coming from. Is that just, is that just an individual thing or do you think that's something that's unique to women? I feel like it kind of depends on the girl. Like I had a friend the other day ask me cause I had to like, I was out of like all my like regular everyday like makeup products. So I had to like kind of splurge on that, but I buy like just the stuff at target, like CVS. I don't really do like the fancy stuff. So it's like, it was like 30 bucks, but it's only like 30 bucks every couple months that that stuff runs out, you know, but it's like, I know there's some girls who wear like all the high end products that are like $60 a bottle and mm-hmm. like, things like that. And I'm just like, yeah, I just, I don't care about how I look enough for that. You know, like I am how I am. Like I'll drag yeah. it a little bit, but I'm not going to drop that much money on makeup or clothes per se. Like always drop the clearance section. Like, I feel like if you're, you know, more cost cautious, you kind of, you, you figure it out, you know, you just got to get a little creative. Yeah. And um, to kind of answer your question as well about whether you think it's like women in general, I think, I don't know, for me, it's always been social media is like what drives a lot of spending. Cause you'll just take this, like, I feel like women have trends and guys don't really have trends, you know, like a polo shirt is, you can wear that in 
2020 or yeah. 2025. Like it's I, I mean, what, what is the average work outfit for guys? It's either like a collared shirt and yeah. dockers or it's a, or it's just a, a you know, a suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For us, it hasn't changed in like a hundred years. Yeah. I, I wish we could bring back hats, but I also don't have the head shape for that. So I mean, you know, <laughs> the, the JFK fedora is just not, not treating me very well. <laughs> But yeah, I think that women have to deal more with trends, and that I think includes like clothes, makeup. I was also brand new things to sound terrible, but it's I it's going to sound terrible. I feel so much better after you let it out. (laughs) Not to I feel like if there's any like hardcore like social justice warriors, they're gonna like like, listening to the show, which probably is not your main audience. But if there you know is one of haired lesbians love me, what are you thinking? But please proceed. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I feel like I was thinking about spending on like makeup or like clothes and stuff and like looking nice. And I was like, you know, it's like I might pay for all that and then like go on like a date or something. But for the most part, the guy pays for the date. And it's like, so you pay to like look more and like make yourself more attractive to then like guys pay on the so like, I don't know, like it, it evens out. It's like, okay, well, Maybe I have to pay more to look attractive to go on dates, but at least then I don't have to pay for my dinner for a night, you know? Yeah, as soon as I proposed to my <laughs> fiance, all the makeup just went out the window. She's like, I don't have to try anymore. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this either. No, I'm, I'm joking. No, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where I could definitely see that being a thing. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. It was just kind of like a weird thought I had the other day that was like, oh, well, at least I don't have to spend money on this, whereas guys do, you know? Well, well, I also feel like, and you know, I, I, we, we've been together since 2015. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I've been out of the dating pool for a while after like, you know, a year and a half or so we knew we wanted to get married. It was just a matter of not being poor, which was mainly mm-hmm. a problem on my end. But, um, you know, it was one of those situations where it's like, you know, for, what I, I remember, when I was like in high school or I was like younger in college, um, if, if you were going to go ahead and go on a date or something, it was going to be, you go out to dinner and maybe you go do something afterwards. Maybe it's a movie. And you know, by that point, like the whole idea of a movie day, it's like two strangers sitting awkwardly quiet in a dark room, watching something, expecting mm-hmm. a bond. Like that was already out of the door. Usually it was, you're going to spend a bit of money. Mm-hmm. And it's very much assumed that the guy is going to spend on it. I, I also feel like in a weird way, and this might be just a criticism of just how, you know, gender roles have changed. I blame men for this because men are less likely to ask a woman out on a date or say, I like you. I'd like to take you to dinner and see where this goes. And they're more likely to say, let's go ahead and hang out. I, mm-hmm. I have I have a friend who went on a date for the first time in like three years and when they went to dinner, they split the check. Now he offered to pay, but then she's like, no, I'd like to pay half. And he put up no contest. Am I saying that if she really wants to pay half, don't let her do that. Like, you know, fight her. No, if it's going <laughs> to turn into that, split the check. But I, I told him, and I still stand by this. You'd have said, no, I asked you, you, you took time off to do this. I would just like to do it just to say, I appreciate your time. And if that, at that point she still wants to split the check, you know, you're going to have to get into a fist fight at minimum. <laughs> that. But, but it's, yeah, but, but it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, now it's like, I think one, it's because men are less likely to actually want to go out and like 
take that stance where it's like, I want to, I want to, I want to actually go on a defined date. Like I'm taking you out because I like you and I want to see where this goes. It's more like, I don't want her to not like me. So we're just going to hang out and stuff like that. And we'll split the check. I, I think part of it is money wise because everyone just thinks that everyone else is poor now. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's also because men are just not going to pick up that tab because they feel like they're going to offend the woman on the other end. Yeah. So, um, I actually went to, to dinner with a guy this past week and I was so, cause I wanted to pay for my meal. I don't I, okay. like was, was it, was it a date or were you just grabbing dinner? I think he wanted it to be a date and she was kind of like, eh. Uh, yeah. But anyways, I don't like when guys pay for my food. I don't, cause I, then I just feel like I owe them something because it's like, Oh, they like they paid for something that I had. So I now owe them something and I don't like that feeling. So anyways, I wanted to pay for my half, but the person only brought out, cause usually they ask if there are two people, they ask, um, like, will it be one or two checks? They didn't ask anything. And then she just brought out the check and gave it directly to him. She didn't even put it on the table. And I'm like, okay. And I even told him, I'm like, wait, Sexist. how much? <laughs> I was like annoyed. I was like, I could, um, like, I, I would at least like the option. I know I would have, but he, but he was like, "Oh, that sounds like, kind of nice." Because right, so I, I always, I always felt it made me look better when I went on first dates with women. It's like, "Sir, uh, will will we be splitting the check?" No, I'll handle it. Yeah, it no, makes you look polite. more suave. Yeah, it, it, it's polite, but I just don't. Just because I'm annoyed, I just would rather. So pay who paid? Part, what? So, who so he paid? paid. He paid, okay. but I didn't. Um, I I would have <laughs> wanted to pay for my own. But the, literally the waitress did not give us an option. And I even asked, I told him, I'm like, I'll Venmo you if you want. And he's like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, we, um, he was like, I kind of liked that she gave me the check because it made like, it avoided the awkward question or whatever, which I guess makes sense. So maybe she was just doing that to like help him out and be like, Hey, I'm just going to give you the ball, you know, like, Okay, now we're now we're totally out of the realm of budgeting, but this is way more interesting now. It's it's like it's like you know I I also think, and this is not a criticism of you, it's a criticism of him. Did he define what the dinner was? No, he just said, "Would he like to get dinner?" Don't go out. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa. okay. I was about to say, don't go out with him again. So, so he said. So he said. So he said, "Do you want to get dinner?" He said those words. Yes. Okay, then that's a date. If he said, I want, do you want to go get coffee? Do you want to go get lunch? Then it's coffee or lunch. But when it's dinner, like that, that's, that, that's, that, that's a big signal. It's funny. I, this reminds me a couple weeks ago, I got like asked to get drinks with this guy, but like, and so I like went, but I didn't really want it to be a date, but like he paid, but I was like, oh, like all like memory or whatever. And he was kind of like, you don't have to, but he didn't say like, don't do it. You know what I mean? Like he was kind of like, I was like, oh, do you want me to vent? And then, like, he wouldn't tell me what his Venmo was either. He was like, or I think he eventually did, because I was like, oh, what's your Venmo? Like, I'll Venmo you. And he was like, you don't have to, but I mean, it's just, like, my name or whatever. And so, like, I Venmoed him that night for what I assumed was, like, about, you know, I did the math in my head of about what I drank mm-hmm. and Venmoed him. And then a couple days later, he was like, why you didn't have to Venmo me? And I was like, I said I was going to. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't. And then, like, another time we went out and I, like, memoed him again for paying for me. He's like, would you quit, like, memoing me? Like, you know, why can't you just let me take you on a date? And I was like, I feel like I did, but, like. Okay, well, the first time, did he define it as a date? Or did he throw yeah. in that word after you started memoing him? <laughs> after I started memoing him. I'm okay, that's sure. his fault. 
<laughs> I, I had this dude's back for five seconds. I had his back for five seconds. And now that's out the window. It was just, yeah, because then I would like, and then finally, you know, I was like, I'm not going to keep doing this Venmo war with you. You know what I mean? Or like, I think one time, like, I like picked him up food or something. And then, because I feel like I owed him like from, maybe not Venmoing him or something, or I just Venmoed him or whatever. But then he Venmoed me back like double of what like the cost was. And I was kind of like, that's really not necessary. But I'm, hey, I don't gas like- is like three bucks now. You take that extra. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not going to like do that whole Venmo war. You know what I mean? Like. I, I, I had the situation happen and I didn't really realize how, it had helped me understand women until many years later. I think it was especially after like the whole me too era began. Mm. And like, I, I, I met this girl who was an intern for like the Republican women Federation Alliance of the galaxy or one of those things in DC. When I was at freedom works, we met at a heritage event because if fashion tip, if you're an intern in DC, go to the heritage foundation seminars because they always have a full spread of food out afterwards. So what you do is you leave 10 minutes before the lecture ends and then you pick up all the food and you run. Um, so I would go there for lunch almost every other day. And I think they all kind of caught on cause I would get the stink eye, but then I was like, I'm also your only minority here. So, you, um, you know, Hey, work with the cards you're dealt, work with the cards you're dealt, take advantage of it. Um, but you know, I, I met her and I was, I was very smitten by her and I wanted to take her out on a date. And what I didn't realize was that she had a boyfriend. Now, if I knew she had a boyfriend, I wouldn't have asked. I probably wouldn't have wanted to pursue, you know, even, even friendship at that point, because like, you know, I can't have a crush on her. Why try? So we had, but we had texted each other back and forth a little bit. And then I just asked her, Hey, do you want to go get lunch? Um, you know, next week. And she, she's at first I was a little bit like, you know, struck down. But later I was like, you know, this, I I actually really respect what she said next. She said, yeah, I would like to, but I just want to know that this is just two friends meeting or two professionals meeting up for coffee and nothing else. And I was like, I put that to be honest. That's very straightforward. Yeah. In my mind, I'm thinking bitch, but like later (laughs) I'm like, you know, like, like we're friends now. And and honestly, like, you know, she set the terms. I knew at that point, it's not going anywhere else. And when we got coffee, because she's cool, we got along. That's when I found out she had a boyfriend. At that point, it was like, okay, I can do two things. I can either never see her again or we can be friends. And we've had a beautiful friendship ever since. But it was like one of those things where it's like, you know, as I look back, it's like if I ever have a daughter or even if I have even if I have a son, it's like when they get to that point, it's like just, just be upfront with people and define their relationship. Define what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. I also found that when I was a bachelor, there's a difference between, hey, do you want to go hang out on Friday and versus can I buy you dinner? Hey, I I really think there might be something between us. Do you want to go on a date? Yeah. You get the answer faster and clear and there's no confusion. Exactly. And the guy with drinks eventually got to that point where it was like, let me take you on a date. I was like, fine. You know? (laughs) Okay. Well, that, that worked out. So it wasn't like, you know, not to totally shit on him, but it eventually figured it out. But did, it's kind did, of like did he, did he Venmo you everything you Venmoed him at that back at that point? No. Oh. 
I should, I should ask about that. Just go because far. someone doesn't want to pay for meals anymore. I see how it is. Well, no, like, I mean, whole pay now, but it's like, or like since then when it's happened, but. Ra- Rachel, how would you rather have men approach you on that? On, um, like if yeah, they're not, if they- he did, he did ask for dinner. So I feel like that, I don't know when I hear dinner from a guy, I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, he wants to date me. But I don't know. I don't know. Because it's also like, what else? If you're trying even just to be friends with someone, what are you going to do? Hey, Rachel, do you want to go hang out on Friday? <laughs> like that just sounds like they like they could they could pull like all Rico Suave and try and just make it sound real confident and everything. You know, I yeah. if you say no, whatever, I've got plans. But it's like, you know, I, I think and, and maybe I'm judgy. And I reserve the right to be an asshole sometimes because it's just my nature. But I almost feel like when, when men say that, I almost feel like they deserve to be shot down. <laughs> you know what's even worse than that? The, the, the WYD tech. Like, what Stop. Are you Stop. Oh, that? Yeah, that's literally the worst. Like I'm, WYD at 2 a.m. And you're like, okay. Yeah, or even like in the moment, I'm like, I'm not doing you. Okay? I'm so that's old. Is that a thing? Yes, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, like I feel like a lot of people say like, oh, like WID, and then it's like, oh, whatever. It's like, oh, I was gonna see if you want to hang out. It's like then I also I don't like the spontane like this. Maybe I'm just like boring and too much of a routine person, but I don't like the kind of spontaneous like, oh, let's hang out tonight. As if I'm gonna like drop everything to go hang out with some guy. Like, no, I'm sorry. Like I have Friday is laundry night. (laughs) It's like if you want to hang out with me, like Give me like at least no, like, I like 24, that. 48 yeah. hour advance time to be like, oh, when are you free? Not just like, oh, you free tonight? It's like, no. And I feel like if you if you plan it out, then it sounds like you're, you actually thought of it. Whereas if you're like, hey, are you free tonight? It sounds like, oh, oh it's you're like, oh, you're busy. Born. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you genuinely feel that men are more direct now since you're like, out of the school environment or do you feel like it's it's a stereotype that men are direct because i don't know many men who are as direct as like let's say they appear in like popular culture or anything like that and i, I, I and i and i know guys who are not direct who ended up getting in relationships i mean don't get me wrong it worked out for them but like this idea that you know when you're going to do it you're going to be direct i actually know very few people that did that now that might be my circle but just from what i'm seeing from other people when i listen in as like the outside observer it's like just just say what you want yeah i don't know i feel like i don't know i really i feel like it's a little bit better than college but also like not that much I don't know. What do you think? I, I would say that I think at least, I mean, I, it's not like I have all this experience. I truly don't, but yeah, I would say I that know. I think men do have to be more direct out of school because like in school, you're just going to more frequently like bump shoulders and see each other out at different places. Whereas like if you guys, all you do is like, let's say you work together or they, you just know each other outside of work, you're not just going to run into each other. So you kind of have, like, if you want to hang out with someone, you have to say like, Hey, let's get dinner on Friday or whatever. Because otherwise, the chances of you seeing them on Friday would be very slim. So you have to kind of, I think, go out of your way. And I personally really um, like prefer people who are direct. Yeah, that's I like. I like to know. Yeah, I feel like there's more intentionality that comes with like being an adult and hanging out with yeah. friendships, relationships, all of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think it's it's also a thing about you know having 
you know, friends of the opposite sex who you're in like a platonic relationship with, you know, platonic friendship with, like I have plenty of friends who are women and it's, it's just a platonic friendship. I see them the same, the same way I see my guy friends, mm-hmm. but you know, it's like, you know, in, in situations like that, it's like the, the example I used of, um, you know, the, the friend I made out of that situation in DC, it's like, you know what, we have a great friendship and I'm glad we're friends. It's, it's yeah. better that way. Mm-hmm. Even though it started differently and it started more so from my end, you know, she had boundaries, she defined the relationship and she put the ball in my court. Both of our lives probably would be just as fine if we were never friends after that. It's, it's how it is with people. But I can say that I'm happy. I decide to just say, you know, maybe I just want to get out of work and go hang out with somebody who's similar to me. Mm-hmm. And we're mm-hmm. friends because of that. And, and, you know, it, it's like, then I look at counter situations where it's like, I, I don't know it was going through like this other girl's head and then it just drags on for a little bit. And then it's like, yeah, you know, I just don't really think that, you know, I'm, I'm that into you or something because then it's almost like, you know, I feel like as a guy I'm led on now that, that situation happened to me like one time for a one date. And she immediately told me afterwards and we both moved on for our lives. But mm-hmm. I know some, some guys who get into that and I almost always, I almost always feel like they are self-sabotaging it in a way because it's like, I just want to hang out or, Hey, let's just go, you know, you want to just grab some food or something. It's like, if you like this person, I almost feel like, especially if it's not somebody that you've known for a while, like if they, even if they're not like your friend or something, don't waste their time because yeah. if, if you're going to waste their time, they're going to waste your time and you're both going to feel worse off because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, be upfront with like what you want and, like what you mean by hang out because it's like you can say you just want to hang out or just be friends but if you're kind of just waiting for me to like say yes to a date with you then it's like okay this is what you're real and it's like that's kind of your you have this other agenda that's not really like oh I'm just trying to get to know this girl or maybe you know that's part of it but it's like I feel like that's happened with me a lot before where it's like you know I'm just kind of friends with the guy and it's going well but then they want to date me and then it gets like awkward but it's like i said i just want to be friends well, well let me mansplain this for you um <laughs> not my favorite thing <laughs> like like it, you know in that situation where it's like you were venmoing him back and stuff at the beginning you know i i still think that's the right thing to do because then i've seen like with my with my with my women friends i have seen it where it's like you know they think they're going out with somebody that just wants to be friends he picks up the check and then he gets aggressive about it well, you know, I thought we had something and then, and then, you know, they're losing the argument when they're like, I paid for all those meals and stuff. Oh, is that him? Put him on speaker. <laughs> Not someone else. I'm oh. sorry. Oh. I'm gonna but, yeah. Where it's almost like where, because it wasn't defined, then it's like, you took that as an act of generosity and he took that as him expecting something. See, that's why I don't like when guys pick it up. So I feel like I now owe you something because you, you paid for it. But what, like, you know, it's like a transaction. Now do I have to pay it forward and do whatever? Honestly, Even if you know it's a date? Yeah. If you know it's a date, I feel like you're more fine with that. Well, if you want it to be a date. Okay, maybe the question, maybe, is that how you know something's a date? If a guy picks up the check, is that what transforms dinner to a date? That's sort of how I see it, but then I don't know. Like, I feel like I've had, like, other like I don't know it just depends on the context I guess okay, I'll, I'll, I'll like, tell you unless it's like you know you're friends of somebody or it's like a work thing it's like if I'm if I'm going okay for example last time I saw Megan in person we got coffee after a meeting I paid for the coffee 
I paid for the coffee just because I just wanted to be nice. Yeah. If I'm going on a business meeting of somebody where I invited you in person, you pick up the tab. That's just good business practice. Mm-hmm. If you're going out with somebody and it's not in those two situations, yeah. men aren't paying for your dinner just because they're nice. Yeah. I feel like for like, if it's like coffee or like lunch or something, that's like fine. It's probably not. But then if it's like, you know, dinner or whatever, then. If it's more than 10 bucks, it's definitely not because he just wants to be your friend. <laughs> and, and that's not wrong. $10? It's about anything above okay, 10. Okay, are we supposed love you? In Virginia, I mean, that's like a cup of coffee, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the appetizer. I went to to Uncle Julio's for dinner the other night, and I got like two enchiladas and a beer for like 14 bucks. And I was like, I've stolen from these people. (laughs) I feel like, yeah, in Virginia, that's like. That's a $20 meal, not counting tip. The beer would be like another five or six. Yeah, the beer would be like eight bucks itself. So like with with tip, and I, I paid them like. 25%. 25%. It was like, it was like a $21 meal. I was totally happy paying that yeah. for his back home. But yeah, no, no, I'll say 10 bucks. I'll say 10 bucks. It's a date. All right. Good to know. And you if you know it, it, and if you know it, it, you order an appetizer and you order dessert. Mm. I'm just saying if I were a woman, I would take a hell of advantage of that. <laughs> you see, I feel bad because I feel, yeah, we okay. feel bad. Another thing going back to this is that I'm joking partially. <laughs> is that like if I'm if I think that I have the opportunity to pay for my stuff, then maybe I'll get like a a nicer like entree or like a a pricier drink. But then I'd feel bad if that's like how I'm ordering because I think I'm going to pay for it, and the guy picks it up, and I'm like, oh, I would have maybe yeah, I- or something cheaper if I knew that you were paying. Because now I feel bad. That's another thing, like whole nother factors. I feel like a lot of times if I'm on a date and I know the guy's paying, like I might get something not as nice because I don't want him to pay that. Yeah, I always, I, it's usually not something I actually want, but just cheaper. So no filet mignon on the first date. Yeah, no. no. Even I remember in high school, like I remember going on like one of my first, like my first boyfriend and I would go to Chipotle a lot. And I love like guacamole, right? But that's like an extra two forty. I, <laughs> I almost see that as the that. test of a relationship. If he can know, afford like, the guac, I, if he's I, willing I, to pay for the guac, he's willing to go all the way. Right? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, I took my fiance the guac on our first date. Equal to the ring, you know. <laughs> I, I took my fiance on our first date. Actually, and, and this was so funny because we had met a few nights prior at a, at a Halloween party, and then she literally had like messaged me. She's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm I'm coming home from like something." And she's like, "Oh, you know, it's free burrito day at Chipotle if you buy one burrito." So um, I was like, "Okay, do you want to go to Chipotle?" So I'm, I'm basically I basically did the, all the opposite of what I've been saying, but at the same time, <laughs> I, I feel like she was already into me which she was luckily I found out later. So like it worked out, Yeah. but it's also one of the situations where it's like, I, I paid for the burrito. So technically I paid for the burrito and she got the free burrito. Then she tried saying, Oh, well, you know, I was going to pay for the burrito. And since you picked me up and drove me here and paid for drinks, we're going to get the free burrito. I'm like, no, I'll cover the drinks and the guac and the burrito. So you can get the free burrito and you don't have to pay for anything. And then she never left me. <laughs> That's but, how to uh, do it, folks. <laughs> it's like if they're into you, then it's like nice. But then if I'm not into the guy and they're paying for me, I'm like, 
I'm just going to be hurting him even more when I tell him I'm not into him, you know, but then maybe I shouldn't be with him in the first place, you know? So maybe it's like a personal yeah. problem, but well, well, do you ever, well, well, I mean, do you ever, and I, I had, I had a, I have a friend who's a woman who went on a date with a guy and he was awesome. He, he, he dressed nicely on the first day. He picked her up that he took her to a decent restaurant and he covered everything. And she said she felt bad because he knew that he was only working part time as he was looking for a full time job. Aww. And she felt bad and she kept wanting to pay. But at the same time, it was like she didn't want to embarrass him because she knew that she was making more money than him. And that's in that situation. I almost say, let the guy pay for it because while he, it might hurt him a little bit financially, emotionally, it's going to make him better. That's the thing about men. We would rather feel better that we can pay for it versus she was nice enough to pay for part of it. Hmm. That's really, that's good insight to know. Cause I feel like I've kind of come across that or if, like, okay, I so would you whatever. say Remzo that it's just more like respectful to the guy to just let him pay? Yeah. Okay. If it's a date, okay. if it's not a date, but I just don't know when things are like dates. I never know if it's a date. That's the problem. They're not direct enough to say like, unless we're just dumb, which, you know, to be, yeah, I think it's more, well, I think it's also, if I don't want it to be a date, I I'll just convince myself it's not a date. Yeah. Even I, if like, it is. I, I went on a date with this one girl. Like she, she was, she was, uh, she was in the coast guard. We went on one date to Tuscaloosa, um, <laughs> which I don't recommend. Are you in Tuscaloosa or Birmingham? No, 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 no. I'm in Northern Alabama. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have to go to Tuscaloosa. T-Town's yeah. not all that. Um, <laughs> She, she, we were literally like laughing, having a great time. And then I took her to five guys and she like puts down her burger, like wipes her mouth. Then she looks at me. She's like, so what is this? <laughs> Stop. After the- no, I'm not joking. My, 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 like my, my whole body went cold and I'm like, well, I thought it was pretty direct. What I said was, I really like you. Yeah, I just want to get to know you better because, I, and I thought I was being suave. I just feel like there's some chemistry. And she's yeah. like, okay, I just wanted to make sure. I feel like I've sometimes awkwardly made the joke of like, and this will granted be like someone I do like, or that I can kind of tell likes me, but I'm not like totally sure. Mm-hmm. Like even if he's been flirting all dinner, if he like ends up picking up the check, I'm like, oh, so was this a date? Like you're paying or something like, you know what I mean? Like as he's paying, I'm like, oh, so this was a date. And they're like, well, yeah, like, shut up, you know? That, <laughs> Sorry. No, no honestly, like, like, <laughs> like, 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 genuinely, like, like, that's flirting. That's fine. If, yeah. if, if you say it in a joking way, you're, 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 you're softening it so he feels calmer, but you're also getting the answer you want. Yeah. Now with her, we never went out again because she turned out to be scary. <laughs> you no, know, it was one of those situations where it was like, I had never seen that coming. And it was just like, you know, she didn't want her time wasted and, you know, it didn't work out, but I didn't have to go out and drive all the way to Tuscaloosa again. So that was nice. <laughs> I, I, I feel, I feel like when, when it comes to everything and as, as we wrap up the show, it's like, you know, when it comes to money and your emotions, it, it's crazy because <laughs> in, you know, and your show goes 
always goes back to like a biblical perspective on things. It's like, you know, the Bible talks more about like guarding your heart and guarding your money more than it even talks about what the kingdom of heaven looks like. It's like thousands of verses about money and financial practices alone versus the stuff that we have the big questions about, like, does God have a beard? And (laughs) those situations where where it's like, you know, especially now as we have gone through like, you know, you know, family guy turned into reality over the past year and a half. Um, it, it's like the thing, things are already so strange, especially as we're all coming out of our homes for the first time, trying to reacclimate into like the real world. If there was ever a time for people to be direct and be appreciated, it's now because I feel like directness has always been seen as being, you know, for women, it's being bitchy for guys. It's being an asshole. Whereas now it's almost like, let's just understand what's happening here. You never know when the next worldwide pandemic is going to be. So you might as well just like cut the crap and quit wasting I've bought time, so you know? much guns. Like yeah. the government <laughs> just be like, all right, everyone wear masks again, you know, like tomorrow. You just, you don't know. And also really quick, the thing you said about the, does God have a beard? There is, so I used to teach religious education and one of my students one time. Does he have a beard? Well, no, I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) there's another question that one of my students asked where she was coloring in a picture of Jesus. And she goes, she's literally first grade, like I think, or she might have been second grade. So she's like seven years old. And she goes, does Jesus have a six pack? And I was like, (laughs) how do you even know? Like, (laughs) what that is? So Can we just title nice. the name of this episode? Does Jesus, Does have, Jesus a have a six pack? Well, I don't think he would have a six pack, but I think he would have some gains because as a carpenter, yeah, that's a that's a lot of work. But he was also homeless, so his gains are lost because I don't think they had protein in the way that we have it now. I feel like he had a dad bod. Have you no? Have you ever have you ever have you ever seen Korean Jesus? No, but, I didn't know. Oh, thing. I'm about to change your freaking life. I have a photo. I'll text it to you, Megan. Share it with Rachel. It's of this Korean Baptist church in Seoul, Korea, where you see Jesus on the steeple on the cross, but it looks like the rock. He is, he has a 12 pack. You look at that and you don't want to laugh, but you're also like, who did they have crucify him up there? Like Optimus Prime and Hulk Hogan. Like who is putting that man up on there? And why is he allowing himself to stay there? He looks like he could break in off. I literally break a rib. Oh, speaking of breaking a rib, um, I when I worked at the Washington Times, we shared our building with a local church. And this is where I met Black Jesus. Because to go to the mail room, it was on the other side of the building, which was owned by this church. And it was one of those like predominantly black churches. Now I understand, and they painted the walls. They had a beautiful job, you know, doing like children's artwork and stuff on the walls, stuff. Really nice. They went through like the entire story of the New Testament and they made it into like comic comic book panel. So, you know, I'm looking around and I'm like, wow, I didn't know that all of the apostles were black, except <laughs> Judas, who's white. And then I get to the part where I begin to see Jesus and I'm just kind of standing there. And luckily, like the director of marketing had also walked down to go to the mailroom. So he's like, Rebza, what are you looking at, man? And I'm like, Jesus is Kobe Bryant. And he's like, oh, you just met black Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, Yes, I think I have. And he looks like Kobe. 
<laughs> There's no moral to that story. I just thought I would compliment Kobe Jesus with Korean Jesus. Uh, ladies, I had an absolute blast getting to pick your brain on all these things. I hope you do too. <laughs> if anyone wants to go ahead and uh, check out your social media, subscribe to your podcast and everything, how could they do so? Um, well, you can follow us on Instagram at Peachy Patriots. Just, you know, how it sounds. P-A- no, not P-A. <laughs> wow. I'm not editing that. That stays. Um, P-E-A-C-H-Y-P-A-T-R-I-O-T-S. Peachy Patriots. She was struggling for a second. I know. I said that right, right? I think I haven't smelled anything in a long time. <laughs> You can't play in COVID on that. Anyway, <laughs> um, folks, uh, hope, hope you enjoyed tonight. We'll be back later in the week. As always, please, it costs you nothing, but it means everything to me. A five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts across Al Gore's amazing internet. Just the next time you're, you're sitting on the toilet on your phone watching Reels, go ahead and just drop me a five-star review. And if you already have, why not do it again on another platform because I'm greedy? As always, folks, I'm Ramsey W. Martinez. Be safe. Be good. Good night. I'll talk to you later. Bye.